I'm talking today about moving to a fresh place. Just a, a new place in the Lord. And in order for that to happen, we have to have a fresh word. And so we're going to read scripture. Now, you've probably read these passages before. But the Holy Spirit takes it and, and makes it fresh. Amen? I'm watching some interesting things happening with running shoes. They now have what's called this Nike Freeze. It's, it's a shoe that's as close to being barefooted without being barefooted as you can get. Because they, they've gone back to ancient times when people didn't have shoes. And I can even remember as a kid, I'm sure you can, you remember running barefooted? Like you're a lot faster barefoot. And so they've made these shoes that as, as close to being barefooted as possible and it's like the newest thing. It's like it's ancient, but it's new. And when we read scripture... You may have read it a thousand times. But when the Holy Spirit speaks this to our heart, it's as fresh as this new day. It's like it's ancient. It's always been the Word of God. But it's new to us because He's inspiring this to our heart. And then it creates change. It creates transformation. Let's approach the Word with an honor, with a, an appreciation, with a reverence, with, with this energy for the Lord to speak to us. So I ask you to turn with me to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, I'll begin reading at verse 22. Where it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are powerful qualities that the Holy Spirit produces. Notice this fruit is powerful. When you study the people of Scripture that were walking in this measure of maturity, you see they were empowered to overcome. Paul was able to overcome all kinds of adversity. Because of this kind of power in his life. This fruit is produced. It is produced by the Holy Spirit according to the word we have read. Produced in our lives. I'll go back to the list for a moment. Notice it starts with love, then joy, peace, patience. Imagine being filled with the love of God. The joy of God. The peace of God. Imagine the quality of your life if you're filled, if that's being produced in you so much that then it's, it's filling the culture around you. I think we're going to learn something today that's revolutionary and it's this. So often we look for the answer to our questions and we want our needs to be met so we look around us or outside of us, when if we'll look at this list, probably there's an answer in one of these qualities to any need that you have. If you're worried or uncertain about the future, then there's peace. If there's 
a depression or despair or discouragement in your life, there's joy. If you're harsh, there's gentleness. If there is this need of affirmation of of real love, there's the first quality that we see in this list. And so the Holy Spirit indwelling you gives you then the power to produce exactly what you need. You have to go out there looking for it. The Holy Spirit's going to produce it in your spirit. And you become so filled with that quality that then you bear that fruit. A tree is so full of life that it bears fruit. And the people on the other side of you, the people on the other side of me, become the benefactors of that life. That they too are encouraged, blessed, and nourished. Because there's so much life happening in us that we're producing fruit. So if it's that powerful, if it's that revolutionary, how do we produce, or how does the Spirit produce the fruit within us and then through us? Let's look at Paul's writings in Ephesians, and I pray that you'll turn to this passage It's Ephesians chapter 3, and I think it's going to give us the strategy. As we read through this passage, notice it's about our capacity to receive. And our capacity to receive is connected to our intimacy with God. If you missed the first message, I talked about how the fruit of the Spirit is produced. It's not by working harder. It's by abiding in Jesus. An awareness of God's presence in us and with us all the time. And as we abide in Christ, these qualities begin to grow within us and it becomes our witness to the watching world. And so as we consider that, notice what Paul says. When I think of all of this, I fall... This is verse 14. When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. This work starts on the inside. The spirit's work in us. That's the starting place. As we abide in him, he works. If you take popcorn seed and try to eat it, it's impossible, so unpleasant. But you put that popcorn seed in the right environment then what is on the inside, the moisture on the inside, starts to expand. It ignites the internal components until there's so much happening on the inside, the outer shell can no longer contain it. And when the popcorn pops and it's finished and it's awesome, you're amazed by how much was contained on the inside. As the Holy Spirit works in us, the activity of God in us is so powerful that ultimately we produce fruit and people are amazed that there was so much happening inside of us. Track with this prayer that Paul is praying. We'll continue now in verse 17. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him and your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Verse 17 Is such a strategy for us. Christ will make his home. You may want to circle that word home. He will make his home in your hearts. Again, it's 
a work on the inside, the inner man. The word home literally means abide. As we abide in him and he abides in us, then change starts to happen. Your roots, it says, will then grow down into God's love and keep you strong. So just like a tree that has a root system that grows down and taps for the water, the nutrients, so that the tree can be strong and so full of life that the branches begin to yield fruit. So your character has a root system that grows down into what? God's love. It doesn't grow down into theology or doctrine or information of Scripture. Doctrine and theology are very important. The information of the Word is very important. But notice, the root system of your life, it grows down into God's love. It's a relationship. This answers a question of how people can come to church week in and week out. And, and, and even in my own observation of my life, let me not cast this as, as something I've seen in others. I've seen it in me, preparing sermons. Regularly attending church and leading services and yet there not be the the kind of spiritual growth that I want. It's because it's easy to let who we are grow down into information about God rather than a relationship with Jesus Christ. To let the, the, the character of our life grow down into the love of God in a relationship with God so that the word of God in us as the people of God is making us more like God. Transformation starts as we make our hearts his home and then the root system of our life grows down into God's love and it keeps us strong. In verse 18 says, And may you then know the power and have the power to understand as all God's people should how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. Wide enough to take care of the past and the present, the future. Long enough to be every step of the journey. High enough to deal with any spiritual force against us. Deep enough to go to that deepest place where at times we are hurt and broken. And yet there is such power in the love of God, it can go to that deep place. And heal. When, when Jesus preached his first sermon, he says, I have come as the anointed one to heal the brokenhearted. The brokenhearted there, it's, it's a word for being bruised. It's a deep bruise and brokenness. And no man can fix it. No man has a remedy. And Jesus came along with power to go even to that deep place. And to bind up, the word says, the brokenhearted. That is the power of God's love, the power of God's grace in our lives. And so as we have this root system that grows down into God's love, something's happening. Our capacity to receive is expanding. We're starting to realize, as the word says, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. And your capacity is, is expanding because you've made your heart his home. There's an intimacy with God. There's a relationship with Jesus. And because your roots are growing down in a relationship, it's expanding your capacity in your life 
is being so filled with the love of God, you start producing the fruit of love. Do you see how that works? Do you see the power of that? To where the space between you and other people is filled with the power of God's love. Jesus said the only way people will know we're his disciples is how we love people. So we get so filled with the love of God that then we produce that kind of love. Verse 19 says, May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Notice, may you experience, you experience so much about God that you may never understand. And when it comes to the the power of His love, the depth of His love, we can certainly experience it. We'll never fully understand how He could love us so. How our afflictions could be eclipsed by glory. How His love could be so powerful. We'll never understand it fully. But we can experience it. Oh, if you've never experienced this love, you can today. If it's been a long time, my prayer is that you would experience the love of God. How do you do it? You just make your heart His home and you abide in Him. You walk in an awareness of Him. And as your intimacy with Him deepens, your capacity to receive that love expands to the point that you produce that love. Well, that's how. If it's abiding, if it's walking with Him and being so filled that we produce it, what would be a way to know it's happening? What would be a metric that we could look at? I think there are many. I only talk about a couple. I think if we're really experiencing this love in our hearts and we're starting to produce it, we'll be known by the encourager or, or the encouragement that we give to other people. This world is filled with criticism. We live in a culture of complaint. And light shines in the darkness when somebody blesses rather than curses. When someone gives a good word, when someone looks for something good and speaks that, when someone finds a reason to express encouragement to you, they're always looking for another reason to be a blessing. You see, they're free. They're filled with the love of God. And they're so full of the love of God, it shows up in how they influence other people, and it's as simple as being encouraging. We so need to be filled with the love of God so that this place would be the most welcoming, warmest place that a person could ever attend. You see, we don't have to say, oh God, would you please send your love? No, the Holy Spirit in us, if we'll allow Him, will produce the love. We never have to beg God to show up and do something. The Holy Spirit indwells us. And if we'll give Him rain, if we'll give Him place, if we'll make our heart His home, He'll produce the very essence and qualities of Jesus. And people will come in and they'll taste and see that the Lord is good. See, we don't have to pray that our community would would experience the love of God. We can produce it. 
Any need that you have, the Spirit indwells you. And you can produce these qualities. Oh, pastor, pray that our home is more loving. Then let the Holy Spirit have His way in your life. You walk closer with Jesus. Abide in Jesus. Your capacity to receive His love will expand to the point that you are producing the very love you're praying will be in your home. It'll happen. I love the fact that God allows us into the process of creating the future. We don't have to be a tepid, boring, unloving person. We can be encouraging and and we can be a blessing machine. Just blessing people everywhere we go. We don't mind being inconvenienced. We're, We're way more mature than to be worried about inconveniences. We're past all of that kind of stuff. We're we're growing. We're being filled with the love of Jesus. And we're finding all of these obstacles as opportunities to be a blessing. To let the light of God's love just shine and flow through us. What an opportunity. I think we'll be a blessing. And it'll make your life a ministry of mercy. It will make this church like a hospital for the spiritually sick. In Living Free, they're they're working and striving together. And one of the leaders told me that when they're in those small groups, at times someone will just say, look, I, I messed up this week. And everybody at the table will take their hands and they'll open them and they'll say, we have no stones here. We're not going to criticize you. We love you. We'll hold you accountable. We'll stand with you. But we have no criticism. I want to tell you there's power in that kind of love. Can you say amen? There's power in that. So we'll be a blessing. That's a way to say, hey, it's happening in me because I I find I'm encouraging. I'm not criticizing. I'm encouraging. We have about 300 and. 50 young people that come here every Wednesday night. And I want to tell you, as you see young people in the hallways of this church, there's such an attack of the enemy on this present young generation. I I mean, there are so many vices out there that are so instantaneously addictive and and their lives are getting messed up. And I want to tell you, when, when an adult comes by and looks at a young person and says, you know what, I'm proud of you. I believe in you. You know what, you have what it takes. God has a great dream for your life and you're going to fulfill the destiny of God. When you speak those kinds of words, it makes a difference. This man just was in our 9 o'clock gathering. His name is Lee C. And he was from Pine Bluff. And and I see him right in this aisle at the 9 o'clock gathering. I'm like amazed. Here's this guy that that I knew from childhood. and, And I don't know what it is, but... There were people in my home church. It's like they're still alive, and I thought they were old then. Do you know what I'm talking about? Here are those kind of people. You're like, you thought they were ancient then, and they're still alive. This man, so much older than me, he played tennis, and he would pick me up really early in the morning, and he would take me and play tennis. And spend time with me. And he would encourage me. 
So he came here because he knows someone at the church in Jinx. And he took in our early service and then he goes over there. And what he, what he did this morning was just said, keep up the good work. He's been speaking that encouragement to me since I was a boy. And it's powerful. It's, it's life-giving. It's, it's empowering. You never know how you might have a word in season for somebody. And you weren't even intentional. You, you're just a blessing machine. It's, it's like if you're talking, you're encouraging. You look for opportunities to bless people. The next way that I'd like to see as a metric, the way we say, hey, it's happening. God is, God is really doing a work in me and, and I sense that I'm starting to produce the power of love. Is that in your thoughts and in your words, it'll be more about what Jesus has done for you than what other people have done to you. We live where there's so much pain. There, if you've lived very long, you've had a negative experience and Maybe your life's been marked with some deep challenges and painful experiences. And it's very easy to only think about the pain of the past. It's easy to, to let your identity even be shaped by what has happened to you. So then when you talk, inevitably, it, it comes out. It's a language of being a victim. And, and I don't say that as being critical. It's just, it's about what has happened to you. Things that are very real. But I want you to hear today the power of God's love. As you experience this love in your heart, it will so work in you that it will heal you. And you'll know as in your thoughts and in your words, you start talking more about what Jesus has done for you than what has happened to you. Study the life of Paul. Just read through his writings and read his story. He had some horrible things happen to him. Matter of fact, let me just give you this list. It's in Corinthians. You could read it in 2 Corinthians. You should read chapters 5 and 6. Here's what six, chapter 6 verse 5 says. I've been beaten. Put in prison, faced angry mobs, worked to exhaustion, endured sleepless nights, and gone without food. And he says, yet the love of Jesus controls me. The sustaining power in his life in that kind of adversity was the power of love. And if you read his story, I mean, this guy really faced it. He's getting snake bit and shipwrecked and thrown into prison and beaten most every difficult thing, he experienced it. And yet, that takes up like this much of his writings. The work of Jesus at the cross for him takes up this much. And you can tell he acknowledges what has happened, but he's not a victim, he's a victor because he talks more about what Jesus has done for him than what other people have done to him. The love of God can so work in your life that it sets you free. So that then what has happened to you can be spoken about through what the power of God's love has done to heal you. 
so that others can experience that same love that has brought you through. If we were all standing at the ocean today and we had a thimble, we could no doubt put our thimble in the ocean and fill it up. We could have more, but we only have a thimble's worth of capacity. If we replaced it with a glass, we could fill up that glass, but we couldn't get any more than a glass because we only have a glass worth of capacity. If we took a bucket, we could get more than we could with the glass or the thimble, but not more than what the bucket could hold because we only have a bucket worth of capacity. We could get a tanker, and we could hold more in the tanker than we could with the bucket, the glass, or the thimble, but not more than what the tanker will hold because we only have a tanker's worth of capacity. We could get more because, I mean, we're at the ocean. But we're only able to take in by what our capacity is. You and I today stand at the ocean of God's love. And if we will make our heart his home and walk in a relationship with him, it will expand our capacity. Our capacity will never grow beyond what God has the ability to fill. But if we only have a thimble's worth of capacity this morning, then there's no way that the Spirit's going to be able to produce this fruit through us because there's not enough power of the Spirit working in us. We won't experience just how long, how wide, how high, and how deep the love is unless we expand the capacity of our spirit to receive. And the way we do that is our relationship with Jesus. I'm inviting you on a nine-week experiment of abiding in Jesus. The result being that at the end of this nine weeks, we would be able to say we're walking more in the love, joy, peace, patience, the gentleness, the goodness, the faithfulness, the self-control of God's work in us than ever before. What would be the result of that? I'm at a fresh place. It's a fresh place. When you're receiving that and then you're producing that, you'll recover a cutting edge. You you will be back in the adventure of Christianity. You, You will be waking up and looking for the sunrise rather than the sunset. You will be embracing your future. You will embrace the vision, you'll get beyond your past and your past will not be repeated and you you will be growing and things will be happening. You'll be experiencing God as never before and that's going to move you to a fresh place. I want you to close your eyes in His presence. I feel a strong leading here today. Believe that the Lord wants us to experience this love. I've intentionally closed this message early. Not so that you would leave. Please honor this time. It's very early. And I want you to stay very focused for your heart and for those near you. Let's just let this atmosphere be one where the Holy Spirit can give us an experience of the love of God because it's really too great to fully understand. Today, Lord, we have looked in your word 
We realize you're a God of love. Paul said to the Corinthians, there's faith, hope, and love, but the greatest is love. John wrote in his first letter that if we know God, then we walk in the light. If we walk in the light, we're going to be walking in love. Jesus, you told us the only way the world will know we're your disciples is by our love for one another. Paul talked about a sincere love and the power of love that creates a bond of perfection. We're talking about something so awesome that we have to experience it because we can't fully understand it. Lord, my heart reaches to you for this gathering of people today. You're going to do something that's deep and lasting. It's going to be a fresh start that's going to lead many to a fresh place. I praise you in advance for what you're about to do right now. I want to speak to every one of you with your eyes closed in the presence of God. Do you know Jesus? Have you experienced his love to forgive you? To bring you into his family? And to start the change process of your life? The answer is no. And you would like to open your heart right now and accept him. Would you just raise your hand? Secondly, if you find yourself, you may have been a Christian for a long time. But you find yourself thinking and talking more about what's happened to you than what Jesus has done for you. Hear me, I don't criticize you for that. I've been there. You realize if you could experience His love, it would bring a healing to that that deep, broken place. And it'll move you to thoughts and emotions and words that reflect power of this love at work in you and you would like to move to that place you need to move to that place would you just raise your hand right now that's me I'm going to get honest about it God bless you I know there are more say you know what me too many hands have been raised if you need to raise yours raise it raise it right now God bless you God bless you Oh, the power of love is just flowing in this place right now like waves of the ocean. If we'll just abide in Him, even in this place, He'll start to increase that capacity within us. Lord, we're amazed by You. Just how wide, how long, how deep is Your love. 